the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Mark Honk and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia question for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is music from 1979. Nam, were you even born then? <laughs> yeah, come on. Just a wee bit. Two right. years old. Two years, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Mom, you have uh, apparently got some very interesting articles to share with us. Well, I've got some too. I'm going to start out. He's got one that I'm actually excited about talking about uh, a little bit later. Again, relating to okay. real estate. So, uh, listeners uh, of this show in the past know that you know we pretty much talk about real estate uh, mostly. Uh, and mortgage uh, mortgage loans and mortgage debt investments here on the best of investing because uh, we feel that um, real estate and mortgage based investment strategies are really uh, you know the best uh, investment strategies in today's low interest marketplace and if you believe that you know maybe the stock market is is probably uh, about as high as it's likely to to go uh, or at least you know over the next 12 months is it likely to go significantly higher than it is today given that you know we're kind of back up uh, back up to uh, you know to to uh, historic levels again and there's a lot of funky things that can happen in the news in the coming weeks and months. Uh, we could certainly have an election. Um, well, we have an election coming, and regardless of which way that election goes, it could cause uh, uh, some instability in the markets. But when it comes to real estate, I have this uh, uh, great quote here from uh, Mark Fleming, chief economist uh, at First American. Uh, said, the only major industry to display immunity to the economic impacts of the coronavirus is the housing market. And that's really true. We've talked about that over the last uh, multiple uh, Best of Investing episodes about how resilient and how strong the residential real estate market has been uh, and how uh, how uh, resourceful and strong the residential mortgage uh, uh, industry has been. Uh, if you're a borrower, that's been really good news uh, for you this past year. Rates have continued to go down. If you're in the mortgage industry, if you're a mortgage professional, you're busier than you've ever been. If you're a real estate professional selling real estate, you're busier than you've ever been. Um, and uh, 
I have here uh, a number of articles uh, and try not to parrot the same things we've been saying over the last couple of weeks, but um, a lot of uh, statistics have come out uh, for already uh, for the third quarter. And um, uh, one of these articles are, are, are projecting where are home values headed over the next 12 months? Because really we know that home prices have gone up this year, which was a surprise uh, yeah. by many. Uh, but where are they uh, headed for the next year, and what are the experts uh, projecting at this time? And in fact, the experts projecting today, uh, it's different from what they were projecting uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, in fact, uh, this article says as shelter-in-place orders were implemented earlier this year, many questioned what the shutdown would mean for the real estate market. Specifically, there was a concern about home values. After years of rising home prices, would 2020 be the year when appreciation would come to a screeching halt, or even worse, would home values begin to depreciate? And we, of course, know that a lot of people were predicting home price depreciation. I had investors saying home prices were going to drop 30%. They were saying that in March. I mean, um, and, and I understand that from the standpoint that, you know, with the shelter in place, hey, uh, you're not supposed to leave your homes, so and how are you supposed to buy a house? But also, a lot of people, you know, losing their job, you just assume yeah. uh, there would be more sellers than buyers. Yeah, in fact, original forecasts back in March uh, ranged anywhere from a high of maybe 3% price appreciation in 2020. That was Zelman & Associates. They're a, they're a noted real estate uh, expert firm. Uh, to home values depreciating by more than 6%, which was what CoreLogic predicted, which really surprised me. I, I was surprised by how bearish they were. Um, as the year unfolded, it became clear that there would be little negative impact on the housing market. And so uh, what's, what's actually happened in the months of May and uh, through July, the, that quarter, May through July, national home prices increased by over 2%, which represents the largest uh, two-month increase observed uh, since the start of the index in 1991. So uh, the, the, the largest uh, two-month increase in, in 30 years. So, um, so that's pretty surprising. And uh, so what are the experts forecasting for home prices going forward? Uh, Zellman, who predicted 3%, is now predicting uh, 6% over the next 12 months, uh, starting uh, September 1st, uh, the next 12 months. And uh, CoreLogic, who had predicted home prices go down, they're now predicting, well, 0.6. So basically, they're kind of hedging. They're, they're safely saying, eh, it may go up only by a little bit. So they're basically saying flat year-over-year -year price appreciation, um, and uh, Zellman is up to 6%. So again, very, very interesting, um, and we've got some more information, uh, some more charts I can share with you about just how healthy uh, um, and a little bit scary uh, the home price market is right now. Well, all right, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. The uh, theme is music from 1979. Here's our first trivia question. Message in a Bottle was performed by what band? All right. All right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answers. Going to win that tanning certificate. And, uh, oh, by the way, C-Trek is still open for rental trips, um, classes, and even though COVID uh, policies are in place, spend the day or evening kayaking with them on the protected waters of San Francisco Bay. Uh, lightweight paddles, uh, double kayaks, lots of fun. Go check them out. Uh, reservations, though, are required. So go to ctrek.com to start your adventure. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our first trivia question was uh, the theme from uh, 1979 music. Message in a Bottle was performed by what band? The Police. That's right? very good. The, the Police. police. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. The Police. That's right. Uh, oh, by the way, this is, this is kind of a weird uh, off-color political question, but uh, do you think that if uh, Trump makes it back in that all the Democratic governors are still going to keep COVID in place for another four years, you know, shelter in place, to try to show, hey, the bad economy and all that? That's just food for thought. Okay. Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, moving on to you. Yeah. So uh, just kind of to, to add to what Mark was saying in the uh, previous segment, um, actually, before I even jump into this article, what's interesting is usually these, um, like core logic making these predictions, they often take a few years to play out to see if they're actually true or not. Mm-hmm. But so many predictions that were made at the beginning of this, uh, COVID back in March. I mean, you, you've, it's been such a compressed period of time where you've seen the results of whether or not those predictions are true. Yeah. Usually these things will be like two years from now, will people look back and say, this is actually what happened. But within six months, we're seeing, uh, you know, really, really fast change. Mm-hmm. And um, this article from Axios, um, author is Dion uh, Rapuin, I'm not sure I pronounced you can say that. <laughs> Why the real estate boom could keep going for years. So this Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why the real estate boom could keep going on for years? For years. For years. Wow. Months, not weeks, but years. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. <laughs> so uh, Dion uh, starts by saying, even after reaching an all-time high average prices and sales numbers not seen since the height of the 20, 2000s boom, the housing market still has lots of room to run, experts say. Hmm. So he says, what's happening? There were fears in late 2019 and early this year that price levels had outpaced income growth and become unsustainable, but record low mortgage rates and promises by the Fed to keep U.S. interest rates at zero for at least 2023 have lit a new fire under the market. So 2023. Yeah, and also, uh, isn't the economy kind of getting a little bit better? The unemployment's going down? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and home prices rose 4.8% nationally in July, according to the latest case show. Is that year over year? Index. Or does it say? Um, no, it doesn't say. Okay. I think um, that's a year over year figure. There's, there's a bunch of different year over year figures depending on uh, what metric you're looking at, but that sounds about right, roughly 5%. Yeah, he also adds existing home prices hit a record high average of 310,000, um, 11.4% year over year. <laughs> yeah, that's the median. Yeah, okay. and the overall home price was uh, a record 319,000 in August. 13% gain over 2019. Mm. Um, so the big picture, it's not just low rates. There are a few big factors that could buoy the housing market for years to come. Um, here's a few of them. Older millennials, a historically large generation, are reaching their late 30s. An important marker is there have been a, cons- a persistent 20 percentage point gap between the percentage of homeowners under 35 and those 35 to 44. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in our last uh, show um, one of the stats we had mentioned was the number of uh, millennials or, or people aged 24 to 29 who are still living with their parents or maybe who moved back in with their parents. It was yeah. 50% of that population. Uh, because so of, that, uh, you're talking about because of COVID. 
Yeah, because of COVID or maybe other circumstances, but um, that group living with their parents, they're being able to uh, keep a, a lot of their income because they're not paying rent. Well, unless their parents are, are charging rent, but they're accumulating wealth, uh, probably enough to put a down payment on. And um, this is going well, to, when COVID Yeah, that's a good point back, because, you know, at some point, uh, the, the, the kids are going to say to mom and dad, I got to get out of here. Or the mom and dad are going to say, it's been fun, but get out, you know? Or both, right? Yeah, exactly. Get yeah, get out. Well, I was planning to get <laughs> out anyway. <laughs> but so all of these stats come, oh, and the last one, home builders have been slow to erect new housing since the global financial crisis, limiting yeah. supply, which we talk about and one of the reasons why we have the North Star Capital Fund. So all of these uh, events coming together, uh, oh, and actually one last, last one is the right now the market's hot because there are fewer listings on the market. So sellers are holding back on selling uh, until the COVID kind of, you know, yeah, they, so they got to figure out where they're going to go also. Yeah. Uh, and, and how uh, with these latest fires, uh, seems to be at least once a year this is happening. How many homes have been lost so far to date? Do we know? Fortunately, not as many as three years ago when 5,000 homes burnt down. Yeah. I think it's still under 100, but uh, they they had the numbers broken out between Napa and Sonoma, and uh, I think it was approximately a dozen in, in uh, uh, Sonoma County and Napa County. It was higher, like between 50 and 60, and that was huh. that was as of as of Wednesday. So it may be uh, you know higher because they only had very less than 5% containment uh, as of the yeah. news cycle this morning. So, so yeah, and the winds shifted, uh, fortunately, in the direction of fewer homes uh, today, so that was good. So, But the point being is that it seems every year now, for the last three years, we've had catastrophic fires in California. Uh, we wonder if it's going to be an annual event now uh, going forward, and, and will there be homes lost? And uh, take, for example, the uh, 5,000 homes lost uh, in Santa Rosa alone uh, in in 2017, less than half of those homes have been rebuilt. I mean, it's it's wow. it's incredible how incompetent the government is at uh, fast tracking building permits. Uh, number one, number two, the banks who all said, "Oh, we're going to help rebuild Santa Rosa." I've tried to get bank financing uh, for uh, for clients, uh, and it's just it's it, ever since COVID hit, forget about it. They're not making loans right now, so you know private capital is the only thing available out there to to help builders uh, uh, build these rebuild these homes. So it's just uh, there there are so many impediments. Uh, uh, systemic impediments in place in California to prevent people from building, uh, whether you're replacing a fire uh, destroyed home or God help you trying to do an infill development project of, of, of one or, 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 or more units. Um, I have a client that's trying to do an infill project in, uh, in Roseville right now, and uh, it's 10 acres completely surrounded by subdivisions that were built you know, 20 years ago, and you wouldn't believe how incredibly difficult it is uh, to get uh, entitlements uh, through. It's just expensive, it's slow, and, and constant, um, constant challenges. It's, uh, you, you would think that uh, there were too many homes on the market right now. And it's exactly the opposite. So there is, yeah. no matter what uh, uh, Governor Newsom 
has said about his uh, years ago, he said, uh, or a couple of years ago, he said uh, uh, that it was his goal to, what was it, 3 million new home units or something was, was his target. Nothing's changed. Uh, the cities and counties are still run by bureaucrats, you know, and we talk about bureaucracy rage around here. You want to talk about road rage. We, you know, we regularly here at the, our offices uh, suffer from bureaucracy rage because there is just massive systemic incompetence uh, in, in government. Well, they got to keep their job. Makes it impossible to, to get a permit to build a home. I, I think that's part of it. They, they have to keep their job, right? If they got nothing to do then they're going to get fired. So you got to go really slowly with this stuff. Hey guys, get to the second commercial break. 1979 music is our theme. Who was the artist that sang, or who was the artist who sang Cars? Do you remember the song? Cars. All right. I'm purposely not singing it because it'll give it away. Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honfin, non-thought of Pacific Private Money, our second trivia question with the theme of music from 1979. Uh, who was the artist that sang uh, Cars? I don't know that, but Mark will sing it, right? Yes. <laughs> no, we were singing it off the air, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, uh, Gary Newman. Oh, Gary Newman, that's right. Yeah, he had some funny, funny songs. Okay. I wouldn't have guessed him. It's huh. a one-hit one wonder, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark. I have some more on real estate before we move on. to. I uh, just want to kind of round out our discussion of uh, uh, real estate news hot off the press. Um, quote here from Chief Economist for Redfin says, the recent boost in the number of people listing their homes for sale this fall still falls far short of demand from people looking to buy homes right now. Well, we knew that. We actually mentioned that in the last segment. Unfortunately, he says, this means little relief for home buyers, especially those seeking an affordable home. He doesn't expect double-digit home prices to subside before early 2021. Hmm. Now, did he say double-digit home prices? Because I thought that one report was just there was like a 5% year-over-year increase. Well, it depends on, as you know, there's a lot of different metrics that are used to measure home price appreciation. One of them is the median home price index. And I've got a whole bunch of charts here, which our radio audience uh, can't see. (laughs) But uh, home sale prices are up 14%. Wow. year over year through September, if me, as measured by the four-week rolling average of the median home sale price. Now, this is a nationwide figure. We, we already know in California home prices are up, but nationwide, they're up year over year. The four-week rolling median average, for what that's worth, is up 14%. Pending sales year over year, uh, up 30%. So pending home sales unit volume is up over 30%, uh, is up nearly 30% uh, from last year. Uh, listings, uh, new listings of homes is uh, up 6%. However, active listings, so they say new listings, meaning, you know, recently added is up 6%, but the actual 
unit number of total active listings nationwide is actually down uh, down 30% over the last two years uh, huh. because uh, we just don't have that much inventory on there. So depending on how you look at the metrics, you have to be careful about it. So we actually have fewer homes on the market, uh, which is causing home price appreciation. That's uh, yep. basically supply and demand. Um, we talked about this statistic recently, which I was shocked by. The sales price to list price ratio is at 99.4%, wow. meaning that most people are getting the price they're asking yeah. for, which is, um, that is hugely up over uh, prior years. They don't say what that is. I have to look at this bar chart. I guess uh, last year and the year before, 2019-2018, it was closer to 98%. So again, national average, it's almost 100%. So, so pretty interesting. Oh, last, last statistic. Um, we're, uh, homes are also getting into contract uh, faster. So uh, they say 50, almost 50% of pending sales are under contract within two weeks. So wow. stuff's flying off the shelf. In fact, we just lost a $4 million bridge loan that we were pretty excited about to get uh, for a transaction uh, here in the Bay Area. The, um, uh, the borrower got pre-qualified with us for a $4 million bridge loan that he was uh, proposing to close in two weeks. Well, he got beat out by an all-cash buyer who promised a four-day close. Four-day close. <laughs> Four days. Wow, that's like amazing. Make an offer on a Thursday, close on a Monday. Yeah. Just, uh, and I wouldn't recommend to anybody to, to, to close, unless they somehow did their due diligence prior, but that right. doesn't give you a whole lot of time to really take a hard look at the property and make sure there aren't any um, unexpected conditions of the property. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when you're talking about a big loan like that. Hey, let's that's, move on, guys. That's got to be really frustrating. Oh, I was just gonna say it's got to be a really frustrating time for home, uh, for buyers because yeah. you know these rates like the 15-year uh, uh, fixed rate mortgage just fell to 2.49 percent. So this cheap money to be able to buy a home, but there's no home to buy. And it's also even that low if you apply for a refinance today. Uh, depending on where you go. Uh, a lot of uh, banks and mortgage brokers are are, are basically, you know, uh, they're, they're overwhelmed right now. Um, yeah. And a lot of them are taking new applications. So it's a really, it's an interesting time that uh, that we're living in right now. Cheap money, um, but it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of demand to, to refinance right now and to ever uh, decreasing 30-year rates. Uh, there's very little inventory out there, so the demand is is pretty high. Um, I think people who are thinking of selling but haven't sold yet um, and who might, you know, be reticent to put their home on the market now because we're getting close to the holidays, although who knows what Thanksgiving and Christmas is really going to look like for most of us. Uh, yeah. But it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a robust and vibrant resale market uh, starting uh, in January uh, once people get through, um, you know, the, the annual holiday period. So uh, pretty interesting stuff in store for us. Yeah, tell you what, guys, let's move on to, we have an email here. It says, please explain how your freedom fund can be so liquid. So you give a little bit of backstory for that. We have a couple of minutes. Yeah, so um, we have four funds at Pacific Private Money, and the Freedom Fund is one of our newest, and it's uh, it was recommended to us by our, our law firm uh, when we um, were pursuing a way to basically raise capital to use like a warehouse line of credit. So the Freedom Fund is um, set up like 
any other fund. It's a 506 Reg DC for those of you who have invested in funds before. It's a, it's a private placement. And um, the only difference between that and other funds is that uh, our, our use of the money is to close on loans that we have a buyer for. So we, we close loans with the capital and then we sell it. And even though the uh, fund documents, the operating, uh, or the operating agreement, the subscription agreement, the private placement memorandum uh, does have your typical uh, required uh, under Rule 144, uh, for those of you who are familiar with, with, that, uh, with SEC regulations, it does have a, a, a lockup period in the documents. However, um, we're silent in the documents as to any penalty uh, for early withdrawal. So uh, even though we've set it up now, we've got $10 million in that fund and, and uh, no one has yet to, to request their money back out, uh, should someone need their money, um, because it's a liquid fund and we're selling those loans uh, within 30 days and revolving that uh, capital back into cash on a, on a, uh, uh, on a, a once to twice a month basis, it's a liquid fund. So should any of our investors in that fund request their money, uh, we have agreed to accommodate them um, uh, within 30 days, uh, even though, um, and, and there's no, there's no uh, penalty for early withdrawal. So, so essentially, for an investor, it behaves like a money market account, even though it's technically not. For us, it behaves like a warehouse credit line, uh, and it's actually cheaper for us than a warehouse credit line because it's just, you know we have so many people we know that want to take advantage of, of earning uh, 7% on their funds, and so um, it's a real win-win for both sides. So it's a, it's a highly liquid fund. We pay a flat 7%. Uh, there's no fancy accounting. It's just we pay you for the use of your money, and you can take it out whenever you want without any load or penalty. So for right, more guys, information. Got, got to, yeah, more information, and then we got to cut. Okay, PacificPrivateMoney.com, PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. Stay with us. The best investor will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon. Uh, next time uh, we get to the break, we'll do a new trivia question. But uh, Nam, we got a deal of the week. Yeah, deal of the week uh, this week comes to us uh, it's a deal in Sacramento, and this is not a bridge loan. So sometimes we talk about bridge loans every week as we do so many of them, and it's such a popular product right now. But this is one where just, you know, there's still investment opportunities out there yeah. in the marketplace. And, and, and a borrower came to us to acquire uh, funds or to get a loan on a duplex that he found in Sacramento. And he lives here in the immediate Bay Area. Um, this one comes to us because he had to act, uh, we, he needed to close quickly. And also his uh, funds were a uh, gift from his mom so that he could get help, uh, she could help him get this duplex. Loans only for $324,000 uh, against a property value in Sacramento of five hundred dollars So 60% loan to value. Uh, he needed to co uh, close quickly. He'll be in this loan uh, until his gift funds can be seasoned, which is a requirement for being able to get a conventional loan. In this mm -hmm. case, it's going to be a non-QM loan that he's gonna qualify for next. Um, but, you know, there's still opportunities out there for uh, investor borrowers. Um, 
in the marketplace. And in this case, younger uh, gentlemen and uh, very smart, making an investment in real estate duplex that will be able to hold on to for a long time. He's going to rent out both of uh, the units, and it's a great way to build wealth. So, you know, for those people, uh, opportunistic investors out there, I mean, there are deals. And uh, if you're, and, you know, somebody who, who wants to invest in real estate, there's a lot of different places where you can go to learn about these. But oftentimes, the best deals are ones where you really have to work hard. Some people knock on doors to find opportunities for, for a homeowner who may just want to sell and you just happen to come across and reach them at the right time. I but, used to do that. <laughs> yeah. But once you find that person, then it's like, gee, they need to come up with the funds. So outside of our bridge loans uh, and some of the construction ones we do, you know, there's always uh, room to do private money for like fix and, or, you know, fix and flip or people who are buying and holding. Yeah, so just I, I uh, literally just before we went on the air, I had um, a, a tax guy give me a call for a loan potential where uh, the guy could pay all cash, but he's also at the same time doing an offer and compromise with the IRS and he's about to sell another piece of property. And the problem is if he pays all cash, he's got very little leverage with the IRS because they'll say, well, wait a minute, you've, got, you've bought this new property for 600000 all cash, and, and so we're going to attach the whole thing. So he wants to put down as, you know, as little as possible, that they, they won't have that much equity in there. That, that, there's a new one for you, you know? And, uh, Offer and compromise, and he's sitting on a bunch of cash. Well, there's a, there's a novel idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's about to sell this other property. So it's oh, okay. Got it. trying to Got do all it. the planning and all that. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, price increases in real estate and the health of the real residential real estate market. And, and I just, I made a note because, um, uh, Nam in, in the article you were talking about, uh, that, uh, basically asked the question or, or made the statement why real estate, why the real estate boom could keep going on for years. You know, there's been a discussion, and I, I wrote down, I made a note to myself, price level unsustainable, um, price levels unsustainable. It, it, there's been a lot of discussion over the last many years about home prices have gotten to a point where they're just, they're, they're unsustainable from a, an affordability. The, the affordability index is, is pretty low uh, uh, right now, and, and um, yet... The Fed has said, look, we're not going to increase rates for the next couple of years. Uh, I've read articles that uh, are of the opinion that we may not see in our lifetimes, which I have to, you know, have to <laughs> hedge that again because uh, we're, we're on the older side of the, of the scale. But, you know, we may not see in our lifetimes six to eight percent mortgage rates, which used to be quite common 30 years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. Or 20 years ago. I mean, the average, the weighted average over the last, what, 30 years of the mortgage rate is 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 6.5%. So, you know, and in here where you have mortgage rates in, in the high twos, low threes, you know, so the argument is that, you know, just wait until mortgage rates go up again. You know, that's when you're going to see home, likely see uh, devaluation, home price depreciation, it's just what's what's really hard right now is to predict going forward what um, what combination of economic events would would have to uh, exist for money to the price of money to go back up again, uh, or is this a, a structural phenomena that we're seeing now that the Fed is going to continue to keep the price of of money 
um, as low as it is. You know, factors like inflation. What if inflation heats up again? What yeah. could cause inflation? So it's just it's a really interesting um, uh, discussion because there aren't any real easy answers, nor is it easy to predict right now. And and we've been we've been wondering when home price appreciation was going to stall or even uh, retrench like it did uh, back in 2007, yeah. 8, and 9. Um, but uh, we just don't have the conditions like we did back then to, tr- to trigger what was then, uh, or in hindsight, called the real estate uh, price bubble. Um, we just don't have, people are using that term bubble today, but there aren't any underlying factors other than cheap money uh, that have been driving prices up. So demand is high, inventory is low, money is cheap, and uh, the banks want to lend it. So uh, it, those are all, um, uh, and then, well, last but not least, employment levels. Even with unemployment levels uh, that reached uh, where they did during the pandemic, um, if, they have, if that didn't cause home prices to reduce uh, and looking forward over the next 12, 24 months, you would expect unemployment to only go down uh, once again and uh, possibly have continued recovery in the economy. I just, I don't know. Um, I don't ever claim to have a, a, a crystal clear crystal ball, but I'm not seeing, nor are the economists that uh, I respect and follow, uh, I'm just not seeing the combination of events uh, short of yet another unexpected black swan event that uh, mm. could cause uh, the residential real estate market to crater. And why that's important for us at Pacific Private Money is because we make investments. Uh, we offer investments to our clients based on mortgages. Uh, we call it mortgage investing. We have mortgage pool funds. We have individual trust deeds. And those are paying anywhere from 7 to as high as 10%. And, uh, again, for more information, and we're running out of time, we're going to go to our, uh, uh, our third commercial break, our fourth commercial break here. But for more information, you want to call us at uh, Pacific Private Money, uh, 415-883-2150, 415-883-2150. Go to our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. We have four, uh, five ways to invest, including our four mortgage pool funds, backed by, uh, well, four of them are backed by uh, California real estate, one by uh, Texas real estate, but again, all real estate backed, and uh, you owe it to yourself to investigate. Yeah. All right. Guys, go to our last trivia question here, 1979 music. Peaking at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, Don't Bring Me Down was a chart popper for which group? All right, stay with us. The Best of Investing is going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, uh, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nampon, who are singing in the background. (laughs) We're trying to guess the trivia question. Because of this trivia question, because the way I I said it, (laughs) peaking at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, Don't Bring Me Down, was a chart topper for which group? ELO, right? ELO, very good. Yeah, I took music studies class in college. And I tried to to say say a very, you know, no accent or anything, Uh, no inflection, (laughs) make it harder. But no, that was very good. You guys did well. So um, before we do our thoughts for the day, um, 
talk about your funds for a little bit. So your Freedom Fund is fairly liquid. It pays 7%. Your regular Pacific Private Money Fund is paying right around 7.5% with a one-year hold. No fee to get in or out of either of those. Your mm -hmm. North Star Fund is uh, paying 8% plus. Mm -hmm. And the newest Texas fund is paying 9% plus. Um, and again, no fees to get in and out or any of those. They all have a one-year hold except for your Freedom Fund. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. And people have asked, why do you have four funds? You had one fund for seven years. Now you got four. Uh, all, all, all of the additional three launched uh, during COVID, I might add. Um, what's wrong with you guys? What's going on? Um, <laughs> These other funds have been in the work, some of them for uh, well over a year. So it was just coincidental that COVID hit and we decided to continue going forward because again, stock market was doing weird things at the beginning of COVID. Uh, people were looking for ways to invest their capital. We thought it'd be a good time to launch these funds that were already in process. So the reason for four funds is that um, these other three funds we created in addition to our hard money legacy fund that we call the Pacific Private Money Fund uh, that you alluded to, 7% preferred return, paying about seven and a half to seven and three quarters uh, consistent returns for the past seven years. We, we launched these other three funds because they have different models. They have different models for the loans that they invest in uh, and make. Uh, and, uh, and so hence, there are different yield opportunities and they have different preferred returns. So again, our, our legacy fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, the 7% preferred return paying in the high sevens. Uh, the North Star Capital Fund is a construction loan fund it's designed to help uh, builders and developers find capital to do ground up construction, which is an underserved lending product right now. 8% preferred return on that. Our target yields on that are 10 to 12%. Uh, again, we launched that in July. Uh, the Pacific Southwest Note Fund uh, invests in Texas mortgages, uh, specifically seller carryback loans that we could buy at a steep discount. Preferred return on that fund's 9%, and our target yields are 12% uh, and higher. In fact, we'll be doing our first accounting for August and September. Our first distributions are going to be in the next couple of weeks, and so we're all curious to see where that lands. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, our Freedom Fund, like we talked about uh, uh, earlier in the show, pays a flat 7%, and it's for people who don't want to tie their money up for long periods of time, but they're sitting on $250,000 or more and would like to to earn money on it. Where, where else can you take any amount of capital right now that you want to keep liquid and get 7% on it? Nowhere that I'm aware of. So it's an absolutely sure. unique product in California. Very popular. We've raised uh, $10 million in, in, in 90 days. Uh, we'll probably cap it at about 20 million. So there's still room there. Um, that's the only fund we have that has a $250,000 minimum. The other funds are 50,000 or 100,000 to get in. Uh, there's offering memorandums available on all four funds. We also have flyers, one page flyers with a summary page. Oh, it's point. a five page deck altogether. We're happy to send it to you. Please reach out to us. Uh, you can call or email from our website, go to pacificprivatemoney.com, email us, we'll send you that deck. Uh, and uh, happy to meet with you or talk to you and explain to you how our funds work. Very good. Guys, we're going to cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. Obstacles are things a person sees when he takes his eyes off his goals. And life before a computer, I don't know if I'll get through all these. I'll get through as far as I can. A memory was something you lost with age. An application was for employment. 
A program was a TV show. A cursor used profanity. A keyboard was a piano. A web was a spider's home. A virus was the flu. A CD was a bank account. A hard drive was a long trip on a road. And a mouse pad was where a mouse lived. And with that, tune in <laughs> next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering treasury, trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.